Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bronzeville. For episode one, the winning numbers are 64263. You're listening to radio station WKW in Chicago, Illinois. And this is the WKW News Hour with your host, Hop Hopewell. June 11th, 1945, our big story. Negro gangster Everett Copeland, the top dog of Chicago's Southside Numbers racket, enters Terre Haute Federal Prison today on tax evasion charges. Copeland's conviction came at the end of an exhaustive investigation by the FBI. He'll have a lot of time to consider paying his taxes like normal citizens do. He's going to be serving a two-year sentence. In sports news, the Cubs beat the Reds yesterday in both games of a doubleheader at Curtis Randolph, goddamn. You have no idea how good it is to clap eyes on you. Everett, how you doing? Good to see you. How they treating you in here? Shit, you have no idea. The guards in this place? Some of these crackers don't even bother to take their sheets off before they head out to work. So I hear. And you can believe they do not take kindly to a black man who makes more money than they make. Oh, considerably more. Considerably, man. And I've been trying to pull some strings to get your place somewhere else, but it's federal beef, Everett. That takes an act of God to fix. I mean, we're very lucky with the way things worked out. Yeah, 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 we are. And I'm going to be all right. doesn't matter how ugly these sons of bitches are. 200 other black cons in my back tell them they can't push me too hard. Mm-hmm. Plus, I got some new cat in here right now. Do tell. Yeah, this guy, uh, Sammy Manetti, used to drive cars for Frank Nitti. Capone's Nitti? The very same. For every Negro in this joint... They got ten white men and five of those are wops. Why would this Manetti character give a damn about what happens to you, Everett? Because he's ambitious as hell. Ever since Capone went down, it's been a free-for-all with those guys. Smart kid like Manetti seeing a, an opportunity for advancement when he gets out. Hmm. And you're his ticket? You want to learn how something's done, you talk to the master. Huh. Could have sworn I was the master. You, yeah, true, you are. But, but you're out there, so he's talking to the master who learned from the master. <laughs> Fair enough. I think he wants to start his own wheel. And he's looking for you to teach him how. Yeah. He thinks uh, having a wheel is all there is to it? I'm disabusing him of that notion. Hmm. They got poor white folks, I guess. That they do, that they do. Well, just be careful, Everett. These ties came in during Prohibition. They made sure no colored folks made a nickel off of bootlegging. They are not well known for their restraint when it comes to taking stuff from us. Yeah, you told me about that. But that was before we had this kind of power. And that was Capone, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So listen, Curtis... I gotta ask you something. 
Yeah, I figured there was a reason you asked me to come all the way down here. You know my brothers, you know they're good men. Of course they are. There's only so many strings I can pull from in here the next couple years. And that's why you got your brother Jesse. And he's a good man. I, I get into a fight, the two men I want by my back are Jesse and Zeke. But when it comes to running this business, I worry about him. He's never had that fire, that, that leadership thing. You know what he told me before he shipped out to the war? What'd he tell you? He told me he was going to be fine because he was good at taking orders. Well, he'll rise to the occasion. Besides, you'll be advising him from in here. There's only so much I can do from in here, Curtis. And he's still got to stand up in front of the men and make it all happen. You know better than me what it takes to do that. What are you asking me? Well, I know you're all past this stuff now, but you made all this, you know? This is your empire, if it's anyone's. I'm asking you... You're asking me to go back to doing what I used to do. I don't know if Jesse can keep it all together. Look, I'm out of the game, Everett. I'm playing something a lot bigger now for all of us. Now, you're going to have to trust your family with this. I trust Jesse with my life. Problem is, I know him. Look, if I do what you're asking me to do, Everett, we risk losing everything. I've spent too much time and put in too much effort building what we've got now. If I step back, we all step back. Besides, you know Anna. What do you think she'll say? <laughs> I think she'll kill your ass. Or worse, believe me. You do not want Anna Randolph telling you she's going to pray for your immortal soul. <laughs> you got yourself a good woman, my friend. I know I do. Look, Everett, you're going to have to do what you can do from in here. Jesse might surprise you. A man ends up in a position like that, he finds out what he's made of. He'll do all right. I'll keep an eye on everything for you. Keep it wrapped up tight. Everybody knows what happens if we don't stand together. All right, all right. That's, that's all I can ask for. Thank you, Curtis. You know I'm watching out for you, brother. I do. Now, this uh, Manetti, what's his play? Ah, oh, he's just trying to learn all he can. No harm there. Now, you be careful. I'm no fool. I'm not telling him anything he couldn't figure out by looking. All right, then. All right. Say, what do you hear from your sister? Who, Lisa? Sure, she's good, you know. She's just graduating college next week, degree in economics. Damn, they grow up fast, don't they? Yeah, they do. Now, have her come see me when she's done. I'll set her up at the bank. You know, Curtis, thank you. Listen, thank you, man. No need to thank me. Lisa's smart as hell. I want her working for me. You and your brothers did a good job keeping her out of the business. Yeah, she's going to be the future. Kids like her, that's why we're doing all this in the first place, you know? For the good of the race. Good of the race, my ass. Our mother made it clear she didn't want any of that. And you remember my mama. I do. I do. How about you? You all right? I'm good, man. I'm good. Anna, she's tough, but she's good. We're going down to Havana next week, catch some good sun. Oh, man, it's bad enough I got to be in here. Now I got that place stuck in my head. Look, you'll get back to it, Everett. Just keep your head down and stay out of trouble and trust your family. Doing my best. Thanks for coming out, Curtis. That's all right, brother. It's all right. No problem. Step this way, prisoner. So how's your friend? He's good. It's good to have friends. That it is. You tell him about me? I did. Oh, what'd he say? He said, don't trust the white man. <laughs> now those are some genuine words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where, uh, where were we? Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Check. God damn it. But that's what you get when you learn how to play chess in jail. You get put in check. Yeah, well... We can't all afford a fancy education at some swell college. University, okay? Get that right. University. You're getting your ass whooped by a man of letters. <laughs> yeah? Which letters? F and U, my man. <laughs> F and U. 
No, you set yourself up to lose that before. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get out of this. I'm, I got, I got something up my sleeve. The Rogers Park neighborhood of Chicago, the Faraday boarding house. Hello, Mrs. Faraday. Oh, it is so sad to see you going, Lisa. We are very proud of you. Of all the girls who've boarded here, you've been one of our favorites. <laughs> Thank you. So how was graduation? I'm sure it was fine. What? They didn't have any of us colored students get up on stage. Oh, um... It's okay, Mrs. Faraday. I'm sorry, Lisa. I got a great education. That's the important thing. Maybe someday they'll let us be part of the show. But right now... I got what I needed from it, and that's all I really care about. Well, it's very practical of you, Lisa. I try to be practical. I always try. Um, I'd ask if you need any help packing, but you seem to have it pretty well taken care of. Yes, ma'am. Almost done. But thank you. We're really going to miss you, Lisa. I'll miss you too, Mrs. Faraday. Now, you remember what I told you, right? You told me so much, Mrs. Faraday. About men. About men, Lisa. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> the best way to stay in charge is to make him think he's in charge. That's right. But you ever tell Mr. Faraday I told you that? Your secret's safe with me, ma'am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I better go answer that. It's your friend Marjorie. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Margie. Well, I'll leave you two to chat. You make sure and come and see me and Mr. Faraday before you leave, Lisa. Of course, ma'am. She's so sweet. She's a good lady. They've been very good to me here. It's a nice house. It's a shame it's so far from campus, though. I can't imagine having to make that walk every day. <laughs> Not like I had a choice, right? I guess so. Hey, I brought you your diploma. Thank you. Don't you want to look at it? I know what it says. I wish you could have been there. I could have. They would have let me sit in the audience. You know what I mean, Lisa. I know what you mean. It's all right. I came here to get an education. I got that. You got more than that, though, didn't you? I mean, you made some good friends, right? Of course. Well, I know I did. And you aren't just my friend. You saved me. If you hadn't helped me with those papers, I don't know what I would have done. You'd have been okay. Well, I disagree. And you opened my eyes, too. How so? It's embarrassing to admit this, but I never really thought about what life must be like for the coloreds until we met... You helped me understand some very important things. Hmm. And I hope we stay great friends after college. I won't be too far away. And you can come see me anytime. You would love my parents' lake house. And you can come see me too, Margie. I think you'd be intrigued by the South Side. <laughs> well, I guess I better get going. The sorority's having a big bash for us. You could come with me. I'm gonna finish up here, then get out. I'm sorry about that whole thing with them. We tried to get you in. Mm-hmm. Well... You take care, okay? And please keep in touch. You take care of yourself, Marjorie. February 21st, 1947. Osceola, Arkansas. Two years later. You gotta know this is a bad idea, Jimmy. You mess with this union stuff, you're gonna get killed. Hell, you're gonna get me killed. That's even worse. And why you gotta say that, Arthur? Man came all the way down here risking his damn life just to tell us about the union. You ain't even gonna listen at him? Right. You said it. 
risking his life. I take that stuff serious, then I'm risking my life. No, thank you. I got me a job. That's more than most folks. So you just happy selling for what you already got? I'm selling for not dying, yeah. Shit, Jimmy, paper mill's been good to you. One so good for old Hank, now, was it? That ain't funny, man. You got a roof over your head? You eat regular? You got a dollar in your pocket on Saturday night? Shit, I got a quarter in my pocket on Saturday night. Enough for some whiskey. <laughs> and that's all you want? Work like a mule Monday through Friday, then get drunk on Saturday? And repent on Sunday. Yeah, well, I want more than that, Arthur. I want a lot more than that. And you think the union's gonna give you that? You think some communist just gonna hand you the keys to the American dream? No, man, I don't. But I do think it's a step forward. You don't get nowhere by just standing still. You got that right. Which is why I'm turning around and walking my black ass home. Oh, come on now, don't. Come on now, brother. No, think about it, Jimmy. If we know about this meeting, the man knows about it. I don't need my head cracked open tonight. You take care of yourself, my brother. You're just gonna go drink. Nope. I'm going home and cracking open that book you gave me. Shit, boy, everybody knows you can't read. <laughs> yeah, you funny. But looks ain't everything, fool. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Hey there, Nathan. The union doesn't see black. It doesn't see white. It doesn't see men, it doesn't see women. The union sees workers, it sees laborers. It sees you. Look, huh? look at my hand. Like this, all I can do is wave goodbye, but like this, like this, we all stand together. Like this, we are a fist and we cannot be stopped. Now, Senator Taft and Congressman Hartley, they want to take that away. They want to turn this fist into a hand that's waving goodbye. They'll tell you it's for your own good. But brothers, I'm here to tell you, the unionism was out of their pockets. You need to stand strong. You need to stand together. Hey! Oh, shit. Company goons! There he is. Get that dirty coming. Riling up our niggers. Good way to get yourself cut open, you commie son of a bitch. No, you don't have to do this. These men, they're good. Oh, these spooks are just fine without you. Got him, Charlie. <laughs> Got him. Hey, Crackle. Huh? <clears throat> what the hell? Let him go. Boy, you just attacked a white man. You know what's gonna happen to you now? Yeah, I know how you boys do. You think having a knife makes you special? Then I guess I'm special too. Come here! Well, come on, nigga! Stop jumping around! Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, my God. Is he... Uh, Dead? I don't know. But I ain't sticking around to find out. I sure ain't waiting for his friend there to wake up and start hollering. Well, we have to get out of here. Uh-huh. What, what, what are you doing? I don't know about you, man. But down here, a colored man stabs a white man. You best get out of town fast. This old boy's buying a ticket for me to get the hell out of here. I always wanted to go north. Guess this is my chance. If I was you, I'd get gone too. 
Those crackers know who you are, I suspect. Yeah, they definitely do. Damn it. All right. All right, I'm, I'm coming with you. Safety numbers, that, that, that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, you're fine by me. We need to lay low to sun up. Then we get to the train station. I know a fella. Come on. Jimmy? What the hell? I need your help, Arthur. Let me use your bomb. Sure. What happened? Who's this white man? This is Ben Faulkner. He's that union fella I was telling you about. Oh, shit. Jimmy? What did you do? Your friend saved my life. We gotta get out of town. We just need your place to hold up till morning. Shit. Alright, alright. Damn, Jimmy, what happened? Especially know as little as possible. We'll be going as soon as sun up, I promise you. Where you going? Away from here, far away from here. Look, it ain't like I got family here anyway, so. You got friends, man. I know that, Arthur, I know. Thank you. I suppose you'll be wanting that book back. Oh, you just looking for an excuse not to read it. Damn, Jimmy. It's fat. Take me a year to plow through this thing. Besides, you might need it. You sure? Sure. All right, man. Thank you. Come on, Faulkner. Thank you. What, what's that book? Oh, it's here. It's called Black Metropolis. It's all about colored folks living in Chicago. Seems this place, Bronzeville, is a place to be for an up-and-coming Negro on the run like myself. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta be out there looking for us. Oh, well, the one you knocked out sure enough didn't get a look at you. Yeah, all they know is you and maybe some colored fella. We ought to be all right here. Yeah, well, I still ain't sleeping tonight. You and me both. Watching him get married to Lucinda Watson. Getting drunk, dancing, and just tearing it all up. Hank had a hard time. You know, his sister died in a fire, and his first wife died of TB. Hank never had any luck until he met her. She was beautiful, man. She just lit up a room. He comes back to work on Monday, and we're hauling logs off the truck for the chipper. He's got that look of a man that spent the wedding night the right way, you know? <laughs> One second later, the brakes on that old truck slipped. And where Hank was, it was just a pile of logs. Next day, not even 24 hours. The next day, man, company's got a new guy doing Hank's job. Like he wasn't even there. I remember saying to myself, it's never gonna be me. Company man, never gonna look at me and shrug off one more dead nigga like I'm just some delivery that's come up short. There's something better for me out there. Yeah, I, I hear you, Jimmy. The only thing tougher than being a worker man in America is being a black worker man. You know in the Soviet Union they have laws against race prejudice? How's that work? They figured out how to outlaw what people think? No, but, but they can outlaw what people do. They, they don't have these problems over there. They got black folks over there? 
Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, no, they got Uzbeks and Tartars there. They're dark-skinned as hell. Some of them even blacker than you. And it's against the law of Jim Crow. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Sounds all right to me. Say, you a communist man? Ah, uh, no. I'm red-blooded American. But I'm not blind. I see what's wrong with my country. I see someone else doing things better. We got some things to fix here. You know that better than me. Yes, I do. Oh, nothing. Uh, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, it is. I would have given anything to see Henry Armstrong fight. Just once. Uh, he was something. Uh, he was the best. He knocked out the champ in six rounds. I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Guess it makes sense to retire when you're at the top. Only place left is to go down, right? Yeah, but I heard that's not why he did it. Why'd he do it then? No, the word is he heard the calling. There he's a minister now, preaching the word. No shit. Damn. Well, how you gonna argue with that? Well, you got a hell of a hook yourself there, Jimmy. I had to learn that the hard way. Grew up in a county home. Never end up with any family. People have their way of stepping up to you. Tough ain't enough, though. I learned that fast, that there's always someone tougher waiting to take a shot. Gotta be smart. Gotta be ready for anything. Wait, so, sorry, sorry, I must have... But we gotta get going. Uh, all right. Come on. You got us two second-class tickets to Chicago, just like you wanted. Perfect spot for both of us. There's a lot of union folks up there, and you can finally see Brownsville. Can't tell you I'm not happy about that, but just kind of thought it. I'd get there by choice when the time came, not necessity. A working man's rarely got a choice, Jimmy. Why we have a union. Can I help you? Yes, uh, two for dinner. Mm. This will be the two of you? Yes. Sorry, sir. I have to seat you separately. You what? Excuse me for a moment, please. <sighs> Some things never change. It don't matter. I'll eat at the back at my seat. No, this is supposed to be over. They, they have to seat you with everyone else. Chef needs to have a word with you. Me? Yes, come this way, into the kitchen. This the boy? It is. I'll take care of this. You go home back to work. Okay. Fool. What the hell is wrong with you? So I just want some dinner. I'll take care of you. But you don't sit out there with the white folks. Thought that was over. Boy, that ain't never gonna be over. But the Mitchell decision... The what? What was that? That Negro congressman? Supreme Court decision said... It... I don't see no Supreme Court here, boy. Look at me. You think I care where you sit? It ain't up to me. And when this train is running, it ain't up to the Supreme Court neither. 
Take this and sit your fool ass back down in your seat. You gotta learn to choose your battles. Oh, yeah? That's how you got this sweet, sweet job choosing your battles? Tell me, old man, did you ever win any of them? Boy, you got some brass on you. And I'm gonna tell myself you know better, and you just taking out your anger on whoever happens to be in front of you. Because if I believe you thought that way, I tell you you can wait to eat till you get to Chicago. I just hope you live long enough to have some young'un tell you to your face that all you've done ain't shit to him. Now go. Take this. And get out of here. Oh, I can't get there soon enough. Well, map says Bronzeville's a few blocks that way. Where are you Union folks at? Other side of town. I'm gonna go look them up. Well, but everything I hear about the South Side felt like you ought to be able to get situated real quick. Hey, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Those two crackers would've killed me. <laughs> well, I couldn't see my way to letting that happen. Well, give me a little while to get settled. I'll, I'll look you up. Maybe we'll take a trip to the Soviet Union. Yeah, maybe. You take care of yourself, my friend. You too, Ben Faulkner. God damn! We have a saying here in Black Metropolis. If you're trying to find a certain Negro in Chicago, stand on the corner of 47th and South Park long enough and you're bound to see it. There is continuous and colorful movement here. Shoppers streaming in and out of stores, insurance agents turning in their collections at a funeral parlor, Club reporters rushing into a newspaper office. Irate tenants filing complaints. Job seekers moving in and out of the unemployment office. Today, the picket line may be calling attention to unfair labor practices. Tomorrow, a girl may be selling tags on the corner for the hospital or community house. The next day, you will find a group of boys soliciting signatures to place a Negro on the all-star football team and always a beggar or two in the background. A blind man, cup in hand, tapping his way along, or a legless veteran propped up against the side of a building. This is Bronzeville's central shopping district, where rents are highest and Negro merchants compete fiercely with whites for the choicest commercial spots. A few steps away from the intersection is the largest Negro-owned department store in America, attempting to challenge the older and more experienced white retail establishments across the street. At an exclusive eat shop, just off the boulevard, you may find a Negro congressman or ex-congressman dining at your elbow, or former heavyweight champion Jack Johnson, array pushed back on his head, chuckling at the next table. In the private dining room, there may be a party of civic leaders, black and white, planning reforms. A few doors away behind the Venetian blinds of a well-appointed tavern, the big shots of the sporting world crowd the bar on one side of the house while the respectable elite take its beers and sizzling steaks in the booths on the other side. Within a half mile of 47th and South Park is the Negro Staff Provident Hospital, the George Cleveland Hall Library, the YWCA, the largest colored Catholic church in the country, the largest Protestant congregation in America, 
the Hotel Grand, Parkway Community House, and the Michigan Boulevard Garden Apartments for the middle-income families. As important as any of these is a large four-square-mile green Washington Park, playground of the South Side. Here in the summertime, thousands of Negroes of all ages congregate to play softball and tennis, to swim, or just lounge around. Within Black Metropolis, there are neighborhood centers of activity having their own drug stores, grocery stores, theaters, pool rooms, taverns, and churches. But 47 the South Park overshadows all business areas in size and importance. Bronzeville. 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 Now that's Bronzeville. Brother man, brother man. How lucky do you feel today? Sorry, what? Numbers, brother. What's your lucky number today? I don't, I don't have a... What? Man, where you from? I'm offering you a chance at some real money. Arkansas. Oh, shit. I was kidding. But that explains your country-ass clothes, don't it? How long you been here, boy? I just got off the train. What? <laughs> no kidding. Man, that's perfect. That's great. Welcome to Bronzeville, my brother. Now, what numbers you want? I truly ain't got no idea what you're talking about. Casper. My name's Casper. I'm talking about numbers. I'm talking about the policy wheel, country. Name's not country. It's Jimmy. And we got numbers down in Arkansas. What makes you think I'm looking to throw my money away on that foolishness? <laughs> that foolishness makes everything go around here, boy. So you're a smart fella. I could tell when I looked at you. I tell you what. You being new here and all, you buy a ticket off me and I'll show you around. Think of it as buying yourself a tour guide. And if you win, you gotta buy me a beer. <laughs> okay, Casper. I can probably live with that. What's the smallest ticket I can buy? Dime gets you in the game, you pick three numbers. I know how it works. I'm only giving you a dime. What are you talking about? This is the Copeland's Brothers' wheel, man. Nothing rigged here. Right. No, I mean it. Look, you ask around. The brothers are straight up. That's why everyone loves them. Here, come on. Buy a ticket, take three numbers, whatever you want. I got a dream book if you need help. A dream book? Yeah. Mama Louise's dream book is the source, man. You tell me what you dreamed about last night, and she'll tell you what your numbers are. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, I dreamed I was living on a sailboat. Okay, hang on. Here, let me see. Sailboat, sailboat, sailboat. Clear skies or storm? Hell, I don't know. It was raining, I guess. Here you go. Sailing a storm means disaster coming. 32. 32. That's one of your numbers. Got it. All right, 32. No, no, no. Now, now we need two more. Look, you want for a full gig on that job? Yeah, Casper, come on. Just make it up. I ain't gonna win nothing. Look, I'll give you a dime just to shut you up. <laughs> Damn you easy. All right. 36, 24, 35. If those numbers don't come up, Maybe that girl will. You want to saddle that gig? What? Saddle the gig. Another dime means if only two of those come up, you still win. <laughs> nah. All right, so now, uh, so where we headed? I'm going all over today, man. Today's pickup day. That won't stop me laying it all out for you. First thing, you got a place to stay? I, I, I got nothing. All right. I know a place. It ain't fancy. But you get your own room and your own bathroom. 
I'll take you by there shortly, but you gotta promise me. You're gonna register to vote soon as you're settled in. To vote? Yeah, man, to vote. Shit, you gotta vote? You and me all on our own, we don't mean jack to City Hall. But all this, all these color folks, we all get together, we got some real power in this town. Hell, you ask Mr. Roosevelt how he won the vote in Chicago. He'll tell you. Except he's dead. What? Like he'd pick up the telephone if Jimmy Crack Corn from Arkansas called him back when he was alive? I'll tell you whose phone call he did pick up, though. Man at the top round here. Eyeball Randall. This is his town. And you don't forget it, brother. Thought you said the Copelands ran everything. The day-to-day, -day, sure. But Mr. Randolph, he built all this. Then he handed it off to every Copeland. Him and his two brothers, Jesse and Zeke. Jesse's running things right now, though. On account of Everett doing a two-year bit down in Terre Haute. Yeah, I heard about it. Tax evasion or something, right? Yep. Feds came down hard on all this a few years back. Looked like everything was getting sewn up and shut down. But Everett, he's too smart. Him and Mr. Randolph, they worked it out that Everett just went away for a little while and no one else felt any heat. But everything you see here, all of it. They got a piece of it. They put money into the hospital, the library, the best restaurants. Hell, they own the best clubs. That's where you usually find Zeke, especially the Royale. That's the best joint in town. I'm talking about world-class acts come through there like Duke Ellington, Count Basie, Billy Holiday. Zeke kind of runs the mid-level stuff. I see him from time to time when he's passing out orders. He answers to Jesse, and whenever he comes back, Jesse will go back to answering to him. Word is... Ever still giving orders from the slam. So they run the only wheel? No. A lot of folks got a lot of wheels. But the Copelands run the most. And the most honest. There's plenty for everyone, though. All the different gangs pretty much get along here. And the cops let that slide? Sure. Johnny Nab's in the pocket anyway. Hell, half the people you see here are making some off the Copeland family or the wheels. Shit, or both. I mean, I read all about it, but... I can't believe I'm actually seeing it. I mean, I'm here. We ain't got nothing like this back at home. Look at that. Negro cab drivers, Negro cops, Negro stole on us. Shit, my friend Arthur, he always telling me how good we got it back at home. How I ain't gonna never be better than what we already got. If he saw this, he'd lose his damn mind. It's just the beginning, too. Bronzeville's growing. More and more of our people are moving up in the world. Shit. You think I'm pretty now? You wait till I'm the colored president. What? President of all colored folk? No, man. Colored president of the United States of America, goddammit. <laughs> Listen, I won't hold my breath, but I sure will vote for you when the time comes. You damn straight. Say, man, what you do down south? Whatever I could. Last job was a paper factory. Excuse me, gents. You ain't excused. Take what you got in that bag, boy. Man, what the hell? Do you know who this belongs to, fool? Yep. Belongs to me now. Hand it over. Now. Nah, you don't want to do that, brother. Just let me and my friend here move along and everything will be fine. This don't concern you. You better run along, boy. I've been running. And I feel like it's time to stick around a while for a change. Put down some roots, you know what I'm saying? Besides, you look like the kind of chumps that like to flash a blade and get your way. You ever have to cut someone with that thing? Man, I will cut you right over. You're welcome to try. Come on. Oh, oh God damn. Now take your pal and get the hell out of here. Or you want me to give you what somebody gave him? 
Come on, man. Let's get out this. Go! Get! Damn, Negro. You sure as hell took care of business there. You know those guys? Shit, I never seen them before. And I know everybody around here. You just saved me a whole lot of trouble. And you say the Copeland's a decent chunk of change. Yeah, well. No. No, that was great, man. That was great. I think I might know some work that you might be better suited for than working in some factory. You interested? Hell yeah. Yeah. Good. Come with me then. You're gonna love this. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.